0: There's just something so compelling about the way of Jesus that looks often so much different than what church has been in the past.
1: Welcome to the Still Christian podcast, where we retrace our steps through evangelical culture, finding a new way forward without abandoning our faith. I'm Sarah. And I'm Katie. And we are still Christian. For our first
0: episode, we'll be introducing ourselves along with a little bit about the history of our
1: friendship and our hopes and intention for this podcast. So let's go back in time to a land far, far away in northwestern Pennsylvania. I always mix up east and west. To a college. Okay, this is getting too long. Katie, tell us. I feel like you have a better... I feel like you have a better story of how we met, so I'm just going to hand it off to you.
0: I do, because I was sweaty and nervous, and it's really humid in Pennsylvania the first several weeks of August, which is when we began our collegiate journey together. And so I remember walking through the hall downstairs with a group of random girls from my hall, and we were going to go watch an outdoor movie. The movie was A Kid in King Arthur's Court, and the main thing I remember from that movie was that someone got proposed to, and I thought, oh boy here it comes. Maybe I'll get a ring by spring. But my first impression of you, Sarah, was I think you were honestly wearing like a solid, do you remember that bright purple shirt you used to wear and
1: you had shorts on? No. It's okay. Thank you. Send me a picture. I will. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> I will.
0: Um, you looked cute. You look trustworthy, like like a oh. camp counselor. <laughs> But I was. I know you were. All of those things. I didn't know, but you you put off that vibe. And I think you started enthusiastically talking to me about ice cream. And I was like, who is this person? But I felt really glad that someone had decided to talk to a strange child such as myself.
1: About ice cream. Mm -hmm. About ice cream. Katie, my first impression of you is so hard to say. Um, I just have like a lot of blurbs of specific memories. And like when I look back at pictures, I think, wow, I didn't realize we were from the beginning.
0: After becoming friends.
1: Yes, in college, we had a radio show. We did. Where one time, a guy named John called it. How did we even get into that radio show? You, I just, it was your it was fault. Like, I think you honestly, why? you signed us up. What a strange thing. Thursdays at four, I think it was, and on our podcast, we I mean, on our radio show, I'm so sorry, mm-hmm. that was earlier times, pre-podcast era, we had a condiment of the week. And I remember us talking about Squirrels. Katie has great taste in music. And so she was always the official DJ, but sometimes I would press play. It was and just it was a great. lot of
0: like Regina Spector.
1: Basically. <laughs> but it was – it was. I loved <laughs> it. Was it. it was a great time in my life. And you
0: know who else loved it? John, our one John, killer. who called
1: in from his car. Yeah. But that felt weird because I feel like he was like 35 or something. Yeah. He was just like old, which well, is – Well, I, I like to now. think
0: we sounded – so professional that he thought he was listening to NPR and just called to okay <laughs> give his what yep. for so
1: i I think that's accurate that
0: is accurate. anyway,
1: we're basically coming full circle because here's what happened. John reached out to me um it's now ten years later, and he said he said, "I haven't heard you on Thursdays at four, and I wish you would resurrect." the radio show so i said lucky for you john katie and i are back together and we've got a podcast now
0: here it is we're back in business for john
1: even if it's just let's have a moment of silence for john
0: sure we love you john amen
1: Let's talk about the little exercise that we did right before this.
0: Oh yeah, Sarah decided to check to see if I was really saved, Mm -hmm. and she said, "Let's both write down what we think it means to be a Christian, like we're on the Newlyweds Mm -hmm. game, and compare our
1: answers." And guess what? That's what
0: we did. Lucky for you. I haven't
1: heard Katie's answer, and she hasn't heard mine, and so it's up to you, listeners. Are we really Christians? I want you to judge us, judge our souls. Put a comment: heaven, hell, K for Katie, S for Sarah. Tell us where we're going based on these answers. Thank you. That's where
0: we're going.
1: Do you want to go first?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking for my document. I, I actually think you should go first. Okay,
1: I'll go i go first. Because I just wrote it. So for me, what does it mean to be a Christian? All I wrote was to understand my need for a savior. And then I had like other things that were like, and be devoted to, or and commit yourself to. Uh, but it just felt like too much of like me doing things. So I don't want to yeah. like communicate that I have... Ooh, it's so theological, but I'm just going to say it and somebody can attack me. I don't want it to be like I have this really active role to play so that I can get credit for it. But there is something to be said for saying I understand my need for a savior and therefore I commit right. to God as the one and only God and true savior. I love how the Jesus storybook Bible puts it, the rescuer. We need to be rescued and he is the rescuer.
0: Oh, that is beautiful. Because it's like
1: you got to understand your need for a savior, but then, not just like sit in the den of your grief or whatever, the lion's den of your grief is why, what I was thinking for whatever reason. That's what I got.
0: I love that. I mean, I think actually my answer is the second part of your, like, I think together ours form hmm. a perfect answer. So, yours is understanding your need for a savior. I said, being a Christian is living life with God as it was meant to be by following in the footsteps of God's son, Jesus. So I
1: love that. I love the, as it was meant to be.
0: So there you go. I mean, I guess we don't even need to do the rest of this podcast. I think this is the
1: one and only episode. Thanks
0: for listening. This might be it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Bye.
0: No, I really, I really appreciate your answer because it is, it's both how we believe, but then also how we live. Mm -hmm. Can you read yours one more time? Why sure. Being a Christian is living life with God as it was meant to be by following in the footsteps of God's son, Jesus.
1: I really like that as it was meant to be, because I feel like that gets to the fact that we live in a broken world, but we get a glimpse of God's intention of heaven, of perfection, um, restoration. The whole thing is about Mm. restoring a relationship, right? So I really like that. The thing that I think is interesting when you and I've talked about this before, which I would love to bring up at least briefly, is... That I tend to think of Christianity or being a Christian, and the first word that comes to mind is sin, and for you, the first word that comes to mind is what would you say love? I was going to say love were you were um, you yeah, thanks for knowing me, and I think you need both, and it's interesting. I don't know that one is right or wrong, like again, you need both, but I just wonder, is it a personality thing? Is it my personality that you know, the, the concept of sin really digs into my mind and for you love, you know, maybe into your heart um, or maybe I should have said heart for me too. I'm heartless. But anyway, the point is it's just interesting how we're getting at the same thing, but it really speaks to us in a different way.
0: Yeah, it does. And I think that's true of like the gospel, you know, if it's not good news to you, then it's not Good news. Mm-hmm. I mean, the gospel is universal good news, but I think it's heard as uniquely as each person is unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. So that's what it means to be a Christian, according to both of us. And that's something we hope to also unpack in upcoming episodes.
1: And we would love actually, if you have a definition to share, right or wrong, if you disagree with what we're saying, whatever, I'd love to hear someone else defines the gospel or defines what it means to be a Christian. So we're on Instagram because we're cool. We're not on TikTok because we're not that cool. And you know, reach out to <laughs> no, us, okay. leave a comment, whatever. But really, I'd love to hear other people define this. So now that we've talked about what it means to be a Christian, Why did we decide to do this podcast? Honestly, it's just because we're really cool and everybody's doing podcasts these days. Next question. But really, Katie and I were... I feel a little bad, Katie. I feel like I need to make a public um, apology toward you. I just send you so many podcasts and like Christian things. And I just worry that the more I send, the less Christian we'll be. Wait, what? No, I'm kidding. But
0: I don't remember anything. I said, said I
1: send you a ton of voice memos. And I send like I remember the day I was going to get a pedicure yes. and I sent you a million voice memos. Yes. But basically we were we were just sending voice memos back and forth and then realized like, oh, this is like an actual conversation that we could go further in depth to in depth on. And I really think one of the items of interest was I was on my way to get a pedicure, my one every five years pedicure, and it made me think of the time that my husband went and got a pedicure with me and I was I For whatever reason, I wanted to tell Katie like, isn't this interesting that in certain circles, like in really conservative Christian culture where there are very specific gender roles, a man can never get a pedicure. Like, God forbid he takes care of his skin because people are thinking, like, he's getting a pedicure. He's painting <laughs> his nails bright pink. But anyway, uh, it just kind of sparked something a little bit more thinking, you know, like, here we are living in this world. We have thoughts um, and we are Christians. And there's kind of a, what am I trying to say, a way to reconcile them or maybe wrestle with them? How do you put it?
0: Yeah, I think you know, first of all, thank you, Peterson, for getting that initial pedicure mm-hmm. or we wouldn't have been here. Drew did Second too, all, though, right? I think we both realized
1: he, he did. Yeah. Are they going to hate us for publicly? They're going to hate us.
0: There is no, publicly... yeah. yeah. He loved it. It was just basically a foot massage. Yeah. There was like nothing
1: else and somebody else week. trims your nails.
0: <laughs> Who wouldn't? I think they both were relieved when it was done. But uh, I think through our voice memo conversations that we were sharing, we both realized that we had a somewhat similar upbringing and we're struggling with similar sort of wounds and questions that stemmed from our evangelical sort of youth group camp culture, what we were taught in that era of our lives. Um, And so I think this podcast is sort of our attempt to wrestle with those issues out loud, while also acknowledging that we're still very much wanting to follow Jesus and that we're still Christian, even though there's so much about Christian popular culture in the West that has really shaped and disappointed us and wounded us.
1: So how would you say that your perspective has shifted over time, the perspective that you had of everything you were taught through the evangelical church? How are things different for you now?
0: Yeah, um, I'm still working on it, but I would say a big one is, um, it's actually something that I saw in a, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it too, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. It was in Sarah Bessie's, she sends out a monthly email and she was talking about how she used to grow up thinking that life was all about doing big things for God. And that's a major way that I've changed. So this this is what she wrote about her shift um, of kind of detoxing from evangelical uh, mindset. She calls it undoing our old evangelical hero complex. And she said... We are still detoxing from the messages we absorbed for literal years that our lives had to spectacularly count for eternity and demanded singular focus on greatness and service and sacrifice. We were fed a steady diet for years that we were meant to change the world, to be heroes, to be different than the rest of the world, to be radical and set apart, to prepare for victory. We had to be great because God was great. We had to work hard and harder, burning ourselves out in ministry because there were souls on the line. And that, that's just something I can very much relate to is wanting more than anything to do great things for God, because I thought that's what God required of me. And that's what I thought being a good Christian was about, was about perfection. And again, doing, doing whatever it took to sort of impress God and also the watching world, um, all for God's kingdom, quote unquote. So I'm unlearning perfectionism. I'm unlearning trying to live a life of spectacularly glorifying God in a big, visible way. And I'm learning how to live, how to really treasure a quiet, simple, hopefully humble life. um, And just discovering the presence and the pleasure of God in whatever I do. Like today, for example, I did the dishes when no one was watching. And now, you know, I'm telling you, so hopefully I get a couple points from someone, but I did them. I didn't want to do them, but I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me, do you realize that doing the dishes right now, putting these pots and pans away is just as important as sitting down and writing, writing your next blog for this week. And that is something that I never
1: would have thought even a
0: year ago. But yeah, that's one big way I've changed
1: is what I see as important in this life. I love that. I feel like that, especially that quote that you read, I don't think I realized until hearing you say that that I very much felt the same thing. I remember going to a mission conference and they said, how do they put it? 95% of the missionaries go to 5% of the world or something like that. Like 95% of the world is quote unquote unreached, but only 5% of the missionaries are going to that place. And so it was like this urge to be like, you need to be like it, there shouldn't be such a disparity between like the unreached and the amount of people that are reaching out to them. And and it's interesting too because not everybody should be a missionary and also like what is a missionary? There's just so you know that's what this whole podcast is about. Like let's get into all of those things, but I really love that. I think for me how my perspective has shifted, you know, really specific things come to mind. There's so much.
0: We'll
1: mm-hmm. start with reading my bible, quiet time, that sort of thing. So I realized maybe today or yesterday I was talking to a friend not that long ago and she asked, how are your husband doing? We now have two kids and it's been a crazy ride. Um, Having our first kid was like piece of cake. But when the second one came, it was just like so much, it was just all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is what people are talking about when they say parenting is hard. So she asked, how are you and your husband doing? And I was like, you know, we're fine. Like, thank God that we work really well together that we have a healthy relationship. I'm thankful for our couple years of marriage together before kids to, to you know start yeah. building a foundation together. But like we're in a season where we really depend on each other but we're not investing in each other. Every mm-hmm. once in a while we're able like just even to have the mental space and energy to like spend intentional time together, go on a date, that sort of thing but those times are really few and far between right now cuz we have little kids and little kids are super demanding. Yeah. And you know th- this obviously I don't think is like a healthy model for everyone but it's okay for us for this season also knowing it's only a season. And so anyway this idea of like we are relying our, on our relationship right now but we're not necessarily mm-hmm. investing in it and I it hit me that that's kind of where I am with God these days mm-hmm. that I don't I don't I think maybe the I read my bible today because I had to for an exercise I was doing other than that it maybe has been like a year or a little over a year since I've actually like sat down and read my bible and I've been confused the whole time because part of me is like oh I'm a terrible christian and I'm like no I'm not like it's I I I don't think that I am but you know for so long I would think if I'm not reading my bible that I'm not a good christian but I was so confused because I thought I don't think I'm a bad Christian, no, I'm not just because I'm not reading my Bible, but why was I told that for so long? Yeah. um and so I kind of I've kind of like decided to find clarity or call it clarity and saying, just like kind of in the season with my husband, I'm in a season with the Lord where I'm really depending on my relationship with him rather than actively investing in it. Um, So that's one thing. Two other things really, really briefly that we'll get into later down the road are really like simple practical things that are drinking alcohol and premarital sex. So – in my pre, uh, pre-enlightened pre still Christian days, because I'm so enlightened and superior these days, I really thought Christians can't drink alcohol or like maybe they can have like a glass of wine with dinner and like definitely don't go to a bar, don't have cocktails, don't do a shot, none of that. Mm-hmm. And if you have premarital sex, you will get struck by lightning. I don't think I actually thought literally that would happen, but I kind of like wondered if it would. Um hmm and i moved to new york city after college and i all of a sudden realized wait people are going out for drinks after church christians are doing this and i just felt so embarrassed and silly that i was like awkward about that and unsure about that and same thing with like sex i mean i don't recommend premarital sex but i hated that i i felt like i was sheltered for so long that then i just didn't know how to act, you know? And so I personally just made like really stupid decisions with like drinking and sex in particular because I wasn't I wasn't well guided. It was just like don't do it because if you do, you're going to hell or whatever your worst fear is. And now I don't think that <laughs> is the moral of the story now. I'm like no, I think there's um you know, we can we can talk about these things and sure there are wise versus unwise decisions, but it's not as black and white are as scary as mm-hmm. it was told to me at one time.
0: Yeah. I, I think what I'm hearing is is something that I think is pretty typical of the evangelical church at least 10 years ago of being more known what you're against than for what you're for. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that can be really crippling. Like you, you just said, I didn't know how to act. And that, like, of course you didn't. And how sad, you know, and, and it shouldn't even be Acting like we should be able to live our lives in such a way that's actually like integrated with normal parts of being a human, and, right? But it know. was
1: like, but I'm a Christian, so I need to be setting the example and I need to fit this description of what a Christian is. There's just so much right. pressure, or there was There's so, much, so pressure. much
0: pressure, yeah. So I'm glad you were more free from that. That's beautiful,
1: yeah. And you know, I'm excited for all of our future episodes because everything that we just shared, how our perspectives have changed over time. yeah, It's really what this podcast is about, right? Like our intro statement is that we retrace our steps through evangelical culture. So we're looking back at where we came from, but we're finding a new way forward without abandoning our faith. So Katie, I'm going to popcorn to you about that last one, without abandoning our faith. Mm -hmm. The name of this podcast is Still Christian. Can you tell us more about
0: that? Yeah. So I think it's kind of a For me, at least it's a personal challenge to ask, you know, every time we record, why am I still Christian or why are we still Christian? And, you know, honestly, I feel a little insecure about that name because I don't want it to come across as we're still Christian. Like we have the answers and everyone who has left the church or left the faith is wrong because I don't think that at all. I think it's almost like, wow, it's a miracle that we're still Christian why is that and like how can we maybe invite more people into that conversation and most especially to the hope that you can follow Jesus in this world without or without feeling like intense shame or without feeling like you need to live a double life or without doing everything the church tells you to do like there's there's just something so compelling about the way of Jesus that looks often so much different than what church has been in the past at least for me and finding out those differences and learning about who Jesus actually is apart from who we've made him to be that's why that's why I'm still Christian like I just I just want to know Jesus who transcends all of the boxes that we've put him in and and also just for the fact that I like I've experienced the presence of God and that's something I can't shake no matter how much I might want to give up on the church. I can't deny the presence mm-hmm. of God in my life. Um, and I, mm-hmm. I really want other people to become aware of the presence of God in their own lives. So that's why I'm still Christian. And that's why I'm here. Sarah, why are you still Christian?
1: <laughs> well, I have a couple things to say in response, and maybe that'll answer your question toward me. I love that you said um, that you've experienced the presence of God in your life, because I would say, ditto. Um, and... And really also this concept of, of sin and what I want to get at is like, I've come to the conclusion that it just makes sense that we are living in a broken world and we are sinners in need of a savior. I don't think any of us, if you look deep down and are honest with yourself, that your natural inclination is toward love and positivity and compassion. I think that... Um, that you know in certain situations yes because we're gifted with those things but um i do think that we are selfish and um mm-hmm. you know depraved and all of those things um so i think that it makes sense i think i i it also makes really sense love
0: because you recognize your need is that what you're saying
1: yes yeah great yes and everything that i have learned about God and about the Bible it just it makes sense to me so that's kind of like the head piece for me but the heart piece too i mean i've had specific instances in my life where i would say i've encountered the presence of God which is hard to mm-hmm. explain without going into like full details so maybe we'll save that for another day i like that you said the i can't remember the exact phrasing you use, but you said that it was compelling, that the person of Jesus or the, the story of Jesus, I mean, I don't mean to say story like it's fictional, but that it's really compelling. And I agree with that. I found it interesting the way that you defined, or not even defined, but your insecurity about the name of this podcast, because I also feel insecure, but for a different reason.
0: Ooh, tell me why.
1: I am surrounded, my current community is primarily not Christian people. Mm-hmm. And I feel kind of insecure being like, hey guys, I'm Christian, <laughs> or like, I'm still Christian. Do you say it like that? <laughs> Every time. Do and they else? always like look at me weird and I don't I don't get it. Why is that? But I'm thinking of like one girl in particular in, in one community that I'm in that um she grew up Christian and is no longer Christian. And well, she, you know, that's a phrase to unpack, whatever, I'll leave it at that. And, you know, in situations like that, I do feel, I feel, I guess, this pressure to make sure I say everything perfectly or something, or like, how am I going to be perceived Mm -hmm. if they find out that I'm a Christian and that I'm still a Christian? And I also see this concept of like, I'm still a Christian as like a white knuckle grip. Like I'm hanging on, like, I'm still here. I still believe this stuff. (laughs) Um, My perspective has changed, but I mean, the bare bones of it, of, you know, Jesus died on a cross to restore a relationship with God. I believe that. And honestly, what I just said, I can't imagine myself saying in front of this group of friends I'm referring to, um, Mm. unless, you know, except for under very specific circumstances where they like are asking and are genuinely listening. It just, it's not a well-received conversation in secular, you know, the general population of America these days. Also because people don't like the idea of an ultimate truth, you know, you're, you know, follow your truth. What is your truth? Everything is relative. And so to say mm-hmm. that you have an answer is not always, you know, people aren't always on board with that. So it's hard. So I'm really intimidated and kind of insecure at this title, but I also love it because it's like, you know, we've been Christian as in like yeah. in the past and we have been for a while and we still are. This is a decision. I don't want to say it's a decision we make every day, but because I think there's a whole theological idea behind a statement like that. But you know, it is something that we've had plenty of opportunities, I think, to renounce our faith at this point in our lives, and we have not. And here we are. Yeah.
0: I hear you doing what I think we're hoping to do in the podcast, which is um, delineating between cultural Christianity and between following Jesus. And it sounds like you're more embarrassed, I think, by Mm -hmm. cultural Christianity than by actually following Jesus. And I'm imagining that cultural Christianity is what's pressuring you to be this like perfect little ambassador representative for Jesus that gets everyone
1: to buy the Girl Scout cookies and join your church. I think it's both. I think, mm. the, I think the phrase following Jesus is another one that I wouldn't mm-hmm. say in front of some friends. We mm-hmm. were talking about how our families um, celebrate the holidays and do you do Santa with your kids or not? And I just said very simply, it's all over text. And I just said very simply, for us Christmas is about the birth of Jesus. And so that's what we focus on. And nice. that felt to me like a big statement to make, which is just, you know, it's it's interesting. It's a really interesting thing. And I wonder how much is perceived. I think that people are like, oh, that's nice. Like we light a menorah and you celebrate the birth of Jesus. Like that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, But I feel like if they knew like, no, 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 like I really, this is like it for me. Like this is Mm -hmm. my whole life is built on this. I think it would be different because again, people like this idea of we all have our own way to climb the mountain, but we all meet at the top. Um, But I don't Mm -hmm. believe that. And that can be really divisive and it can come across as really prideful. Yeah. So anyway, I feel like we could talk about this forever. I feel like we should cut ourselves off. <laughs> so if you are as engaged as we are in this conversation, listeners, I'll just say again, you have two ways to get in contact with us. Three, I guess, if you count comments on wherever you're watching this podcast. Our podcast comments a Four fan? if you count
0: carrier pigeon.
1: Yep. Five if you count smoke signals. So back to numbers one and two are Instagram. We're called... What are we called on Instagram. Still Christian, still Christian podcast, podcast right? isn't that convenient? Still Christian podcast. And you put the at in front of it. Yeah, you do. And you <laughs> thanks, Kiki. <Kate>. <laughs> this is why we don't have TikTok. If we have to say that, we're not going enough for a TikTok. Um, and then we also have a Gmail because we're professionals. Anyway, the Gmail. I'm i wasting time here. <laughs> Gmail. The whatever is still Christian podcast at gmail.com. Basically, when in doubt. Still Christian Podcast. Okay. And with that, do you have any final thoughts before I sign us off?
0: Oh, I just wanted to thank the 17 people who are hopefully still listening, maybe even five who are still listening. Thank you for joining us. We don't have our entire act together, but we are, no, I do. as Van Gogh once said, I am in it and I am seeking and I am trying and I'm in it with all my heart. So I think oh, that's true. I love that. Us. We want to journey with you. Thank you.
1: I really thought you were going to say we are in it <laughs> to win it, as Van Gogh said.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think Van Gogh ever thought that or said it. Anyways, he might have. I'm glad you're here. <laughs>
1: we're glad you're here. And like your dead hamster that you found in the top of your trash can in third grade, now that you're with us, you're in a better place. Did you like that? I loved it.